Hey there, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in this week. We are talking about best practices for your sales funnel. And this episode was inspired by a conversation that I actually had yesterday with somebody that I met that was new. Um, As we were walking through their sales funnel, it became very apparent that they had so many ways in and out that it was taking forever for people to actually get to the point where they could purchase. And so I thought, well, it might be a really good episode to put together for you all. for, you know, determining what are best practices for 2022 in your sales funnel and how can you set up one that works, that works for your customers, that works for you, and that isn't making a ton more work for you to get where you want to get, which is getting them to pull out their credit card and pay you. So we are going to dive into three different things that you can think about in your sales funnel so you can have best practices and also a few stories of things that have worked well and have not worked well, both in my business and in the business of my clients. And then stay tuned till the end because I am going to give you a secret weapon question that will make all the difference for you when you're setting up your sales funnel. So let's dive into this episode for this week. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. I escaped corporate to chase my passion a few years back, maybe 20 years. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. They need you, but they can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are gonna help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. So in the world of marketing, as you very well know, things are constantly changing. And so things often change for um, basic business functions, basic marketing functions like your sales funnel. And the thing about sales funnels is they can be very complex or they can be very simple. And I tend to err on the side of simple because the more complex you make something, the more opportunity there is for things to go wrong. And as a newer entrepreneur, my second act entrepreneurs are often like, I don't even know what a sales funnel is. I don't know what that means. I know there was someone else that took care of that in my former corporate job. And I know that I need one, but that's about as far as it goes. And so I wanted to break down just really quickly for those of you, um, I've done several episodes on sales funnels and I'll link those in the show notes, but just really quickly what your sales funnel is. Your sales funnel is the journey that your potential customers go on in order to purchase from you. Um, And they can come in from various different traffic um, opportunities like social media, your email list, Uh, Maybe they have a lead generator that they signed up for. Maybe you were a guest on a podcast or a video show and you've got people coming in from all of those different arenas. Or maybe you're speaking, maybe you're out speaking or you're on a board or you've done some additional training. All of those different places are opportunities for people to filter in to your sales funnel. But if you don't have something set up and you don't have a plan and you don't, you're not prepared before you go and do those things, trust me from experience, you're going to really struggle because when you go into those opportunities, it's such a great opportunity for you to not only let people know who you are, but if there isn't a way for them to get to know you better, they're going to move on to whoever is next in line. And we don't want that. You're, You're working hard to get those opportunities. You're working hard to get on, um, you know, podcast episodes and be featured on um, different shows and be introduced to different audiences. So take advantage of that by preparing 
your funnel for those people. And the more personalized you can make that funnel um, for those people, the better. And so let's use an example. If you were going to go and do a podcast interview, for example, on multiple different shows that have um, the same audience as you, but you offer a different service. And so, for example, if you were a coach of some sort of business coach and your specialty was leadership development, you might partner with people that are in um, HR because they might be running into people that, you know, are struggling in their position. They don't have leadership skills and they need you. Um, Or you might be um, able to partner with another business coach that focus focuses on a different modality. You might be able to focus with people in marketing who run into people that are really struggling with, you know, um, being a leader on their own team. And so they're doing all of the marketing tasks that they don't need to be doing. Um, I'm trying to just randomly think of, of other people that you could, that you could connect with, but all of those different people are coming from different places. So if you're talking to somebody that's in an HR department or a recruiting department, for example, those are two very different audiences. And so if you're talking to a recruiter and you're talking about leadership skills, you might be coming from the, the perspective of, those candidates that are talking to recruiters that are interested in leadership development or needing to improve their leadership skills, chances are pretty high that they want to get attain those skills or get better at leadership so that they can get a different position. Well, that's a very different situation than approaching an HR department in a corporation or an organization that is wanting to develop leaders so that they will stay in the position and take on a a bigger leadership role. And so when you're setting up your funnel, you need to be aware of that because if you're sending those corporate people to the headhunter, (laughs) the headhunter recruiter page, they're not going to be too happy with you. And so that's why that's just a simple example of why it's important to walk through your sales funnel and have it ready. And even if it's not perfect, have it ready, test it. And um, let me give you a little insight about testing here in just a minute um, about how important that is. But so I thought it was really important that we we talk about this because a lot of times um, we either don't have a sales funnel set up or we have so many funnels set up that we're making ourselves crazy because we don't know what's going where. And so where does a funnel start? Well, a funnel starts with traffic. You've got to have some kind of traffic that's coming in from, you know, all of the resources that I mentioned. And then you've got to have a way to capture email addresses. Most people are wise to the fact that if they're going to give you their email address, um, that you are going to begin emailing them. And there's a negative connotation a lot of times because um, there's so many spammers out there and or the opposite is true. They get on your email list and they never hear from you again. And so both of those scenarios play out on a regular basis when I work with people. And it's something that I try to work with them on um, rectifying. So you've, you've got to have a way to get them on your email list. And then you've got to have some kind of software that enables you to email them on a regular consistent basis so that you stay in front of them. So ultimately you can build a relationship, create a conversation and move them over to becoming a client. Now, oftentimes sales funnels don't have to be as long as we imagine them to be. And so that is actually tip number one that I have for you is have some flexibility in your funnel. Yes, you need to have a plan. Yes, you need to have a map um, of where people are coming in and where they would want to go next. And you've got to take the time to sit down and figure that out. Now, oftentimes what I find with coaches and consultants specifically 
is they have a repertoire of services that they offer and they're good at a lot of things and they probably had a lot of um, additional education that they've gotten. So um, they've got specialties that they can focus on. So it might be leadership development. It might be um, resilience training. It might be um, career management training. It might be, you know, developing career skills to move forward in, um, in a higher level position, or it might be, you know, how to, um, move yourself out of corporate and start your own gig. Like it could be any of those things, but there are different skills that are related to all of those things. So whether you're doing, you know, leadership training or organizational management or process, um, evaluation and implementation, or you're doing, you know, marketing analysis, it could be any of those things. There are a lot of people that do all of those things in their business, but when we try to put everybody from one funnel into all of those services, it just becomes confusing. And it's it goes back to the original example. You know, if you go on a um, podcast episode, for example, and you start talking about leadership development, and then they get over to your funnel, and it's talking about organizational management, there's going to be confusion there. And so we kind of need to map out, okay, where they're coming from, what am I going to um, provide to them as an opportunity to get them on my list? And then what information am I going to use to grow that information, grow that relationship and build trust and get them moving towards purchasing with me? And it's going to be different depending on where they're coming in from the funnel. <clears throat> and so having some flexibility in your funnel, um, you might have the same lead magnet to um, generate email addresses and get the people on your list. However, the the process that goes after them signing up for that email um, lead magnet with their email address might be different um, regarding the emails that they're receiving. And so getting flexible, you can definitely use the same lead magnet. And I'm actually going to do a um, an episode on lead magnets and lead generation for um, creating that because I get a lot of questions about I don't know what to make I don't or, or you know they they um, I often hear from people it's too overwhelming I, I don't know how to do it I don't know how to create it I don't want to take the time to do it and it's that's the key to growing your list and so going back to you know creating that one lead magnet yes it takes some time and if you're going to do a good job it's going to take some effort on your part so you want to get as much traction as you can but the messaging around that lead magnet needs to change depending on the audience as well as the follow-up communications and a lot of times everybody just tries to slap people into one funnel and then it's not working and then they're frustrated and they don't know why and so I want to encourage you to have some flexibility around what you're creating um, and put yourself in your customer's shoes as far as when they are coming into the funnel, which leads us to tip number two, which is mapping out your customer journey. Now, this requires you to know who your customers are. And when you're trying to talk to everyone and you're trying to create a funnel for everyone, you're really going to struggle because um, generic messaging it, it, it's not working anymore. There's too much competition out there. People are wise to marketing tactics and they want to be talked to like a person. They don't want to be talked to like a generic email subscriber. And so mapping out that journey, for example, if they were listening to the podcast and they are wanting to pivot in their career and they hear you on, you know, Sam's podcast 
talking about leadership development, it, when they go over to get your new how to be a leader in 2022 guide, or how to move into a leadership position for 2022, and then they go over and get that guide and you start talking to them about you know, leadership development in their own company or how to develop a leader as a CEO or something like that, they're gonna be like, what? This isn't what I signed up for. And so we have to be aware of who we're talking to, number one, where they are in the journey, number two, and I've talked about this a little bit um, previously, and number three, where they wanna go? Where do they wanna to get to? Because a lot of times our solution for them is, hey, I do coaching, I do consulting, here's my program. But they're not ready for that. They don't even know that that's what they want. What they want is to be a better leader. And they're not connecting the dots between your program around you know, career success and leadership development. And so we have to connect the dots, which takes a little bit of time. And it takes a little bit of time to um, also create the relationship and the trust factor. And so this is the other piece of this customer journey map that's really, really important. Depending on the investment level of your product or service, it will proportionately affect how long of a sales funnel you need. Because if you're selling a $47 product, your sales funnel can be really short. It could be three or four steps. But if you're selling a $10,000 coaching package and you're doing it to cold subscribers who don't know you, don't have a relationship with you and have never met you, you need to invest significantly more, a significant amount of more time into that relationship especially if you don't have the authority in your field and you don't have recognition in your field and people don't know who you are. And so when you're creating that funnel, those are two very different situations. And so that's another factor in mapping out the journey is where are people starting? What kind of relationship do they have with you right now? And what kind of relationship do they need to have with you in order to justify in their own minds investing into a higher level program with you. And most often I see people struggle with this when they try to move people through their funnel too quickly and they haven't built the trust and they haven't built the relationship. And so <clears throat> mapping out that customer journey is so important. Figuring out where somebody is gonna come in and which turns they might take on the journey. Because if you've listened to previous episodes, you know I have mentioned that 4% or less of people that come into any funnel or that get to know you at all are looking to purchase at that time. That means the other 96%-ish of people either don't know they wanna work with anyone yet or that they don't know that they want a solution or they've just started shopping and they're not ready to buy. And so when we take take our, um, sales speak and our marketing message to from hi I don't know you at all to here buy from me and we don't give enough time for that relationship to develop to, to develop it's a huge turnoff to the people that have signed up with us and so they either unsubscribe they delete our emails or they tune out in some way or some capacity whereas if we have the opportunity to see that that's happening in our funnel we can direct them in a different way we could say, hey, I see, you know, that wasn't really a great fit for you. And so maybe 
this would be a better um, solution for where you're at, where you're at in your journey. And that tiny bit of understanding of where they are and where they want to be is going to make all the difference in building trust, creating a relationship and moving them forward, whether they're ready today, tomorrow, six months from now, or two years from now. If you continue to build that relationship and understand where they're at and where they're at on the journey and where they're aiming for, and then meeting them each step of the way with some kind of value or information or, you know, a, a way to build trust, they're more likely to move forward. And that takes mapping out your journey. That takes sitting down with a whiteboard, a piece of software, whatever you want to use, or a piece of paper and just jotting out, okay, my ideal client is coming from here. Here's the problems they have. Here's my solutions. What are all the ways that they could come into um, the position of working with me? And where are the ways, where are the places that they could have hiccups and get stuck, stuck along the way and not um, move forward or make a decision? And it takes some time and it takes a little bit of work, um, but it is so worth it because it helps you to develop marketing and messaging and um, strategy around where to show up, where they're going to be, where they could get stuck so that you can move them along and um, where you can continue to stay in front of them so that you're the solution they see when they are ready to move forward. And so that customer journey map, I can't emphasize it enough, is so important. And most people don't do it. And they don't um, take the time to map it out because it it's a little intimidating. And the, the one thing I wanna say about the customer journey map is it's important, but you're not gonna get all the pieces right the first time. And so that's why I recommend having it like either on a piece of paper or um, in a piece of software. I, there's one that's in my mind and I just, it's in the back of my mind and I can't come up with the name of it right now. But um, I will uh, look that up after, after I get done recording this and put it in the show notes. So you have an, an option for that, but Anywhere you could map that out. You could even use a software program like Canva. Um, It's not built for that, so it would take a little bit more work, but there are definitely um, customer journey map software solutions out there. So I will um, find the one I'm thinking of and put it in the show notes for you. But taking time and just putting down a fundamental map and knowing that you need to revisit it in three months or six months or nine months or where you're at with your, um, your program promotion schedule. And revisit, you know, revisit the map so that you can add in the things that you've learned. And I think that's the other mistake people make is they make one map and then they never look at it again. And then they wonder why their marketing isn't working or why people are falling out of their funnel or why their funnel is broken. And it's because they haven't taken the time to get to know their customers, to understand where they're coming in and where they're falling off. And also um, to pivot and make changes when industry changes, industry changes happen, market changes happen, um, economic changes happen, or even, you know, you may have a different audience focus than when you first began. This happens very often. And so I can't um, stress enough how important setting up that customer journey map is. And then more importantly, as you move through your business and you're trying new marketing, um, 
experiments and strategies and things like that to go back and revisit that map and and fill it in as you go analyze oh i thought it was this but it's really not it's this and making changes to that map so that it is in congruence with your business vision and <clears throat> um, it will help you identify when you're launching and you're you're putting other um, products and things out there um, whether or not they're in alignment with where your audience is or whether or not you're rushing the sale. And more often than not, that's the case. Um, people want to put people on their list right now and then move them forward to purchasing a large high ticket item and they're not ready to do that. Um, and so then they're frustrated and um, upset <laughs> that they haven't moved forward and then they just let those people fall off the bandwagon thinking they're never gonna buy. Um, when in fact, what they needed was more information and they wanted to have a, a deeper relationship with you before they invested a larger amount of money. And so um, all that to say is map out your journey customer map with what you know now, with what you're working on and how it's working for you and where you're moving forward. And then you can always make adjustments. And then last but not least, um, this is going to sound so counterintuitive, but you want to keep it simple. And what I mean is, is yes, the map can be in depth and have a lot of information in it, but where I find clients and I have um, experienced this as well, run into trouble is when we have so many solutions that it confuses, it can't, we can't keep track of it. It confuses us. So how do we expect our customers to know what solution to choose? And oftentimes it looks like this. You're a newer entrepreneur. And so you think, oh, well, I need to have an online course and I need to have a group program and I need to have um, consulting and I need to have, you know, three or four, maybe a membership. And I need to have three or four different options for people to come in um, at lower price points or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, and what I find is like people will have all of these products and they'll have all of these funnels going to all these different products. And what it looks like from the outside in is this person doesn't know what they, what they offer or what they're doing. And so the more simple you can keep your funnel, meaning what is the, what's the ultimate end result you want people to get to. So if you are a, um, for example, if you're a consultant or a coach, your end result, your biggest moneymaker is when people work with you on a one-on-one -on -one capacity. Now, depending on where you are in your business, that may or may not be feasible. Like if you have been in your business for a while and you have a lot of one-on-one -on -one consultants or one-on-one -on -one clients, um, then you probably want to figure out how to scale your time. And so that's gonna take you looking at, okay, what's the best use of my time and how can I scale it? But most of the people that are listening to the show are, you know, moving from corporate um, and taking their experience and their education and moving it into a business, which means the fastest way for you to put money in your pocket is going to be for you to have one on one clients. And at some point you'll want to scale that, but that's where you want to start. And then you can choose if you um, you can choose if you want to offer different packages for people um, within that one offer. And so maybe that looks like instead of having four hours a month consulting time with you, they meet with you twice a month. 
or if you have a couple of people that want to work with you um, in the same way, in the same program, in the same um, process, then you could offer a group rate for those three people to work with you. And um, I always recommend if you're going to do that and they're not in the same organization that you have some sort of um, <clears throat> privacy clause and confidentiality agreement because you don't want them sharing information, you know, not even intentionally. They may just say something and, and it could be um, detrimental to the other people involved. So however you do that, the point is to choose one product and then build funnels out from that and build out that customer customer journey from that one product. Because when people get into trouble is when they have three, four, five, six different ways for people to come in and three, four, five, six different services. And then they realize nobody's signing up for any of them because they don't know what to sign up for. Um, and you see it all the time on websites. And so, um, or if you watch people's launches, like I, I watch a lot of people do their launches and I go, oh my goodness, I don't, this is so confusing to me and I even know what's going on. <laughs> and so you want to make it really simple for people to go, oh, this is the next step I need to take. And you get that clarity and you get that simplification by um, setting up a very clear journey, customer journey map on your end and then following it with um, steps and uh, strategy that's in alignment with what you're offering. So the more simple you can make it, the easier it's going to be for you. The more simple you make it, um, the less you're going to have to stress over what to put in this funnel, what to put in that funnel, what to, you know, what email to send here, what email to send there. Um, it can get very complicated, but it doesn't have to if you keep your offers simple. And so um, <clears throat> that is tip number three. And then I promised you a secret weapon. Um, and this is my favorite question that I um, give to my consulting clients to ask when they're setting up a customer journey, which is what happens next? And so you have somebody coming into, say, your lead magnet and you are really clear about who they are and where they're going to, you know, where they're coming from and where they want to be. But, you know, what happens next? Okay, they get this email. Well, what happens after they get that email? Well, if they click on this link, they get this. Well, if they don't click on that link, then what happens? Oh, I don't know. I don't have that piece. Okay, then, you know, you need to go in and fix that. Um, and then, you know, once they click on this link in the email, then what happens? Well, then they get added to this um, challenge wait list, or they get added to this email series that's promoting whatever product or um, low price ticket offer, <clears throat> or whatever it is. Um, or they get added to my next promotional email series because they've shown interest in that area. And so walking through that journey and understanding where they're coming from, and then making sure that you're, you're um, continuing with them on their personal journey, as your potential customer is going to make all the difference in whether or not people open your emails, click on the links, um, engage with you, schedule a consultation, buy your products and services, um, sign up for your online class or whatever it might be that you want to move forward with. But it's got to be clear. It's got to be concise and it has to be customized. And I know people don't want to hear that. They're like, I don't want to do customized. It takes too long. 
But when you're really clear about your audience and you're really clear about their problems, it doesn't have to be as much work as your mind is making it out to be. Um, So that's recommendations for sales funnels. People always ask me, oh, how do I make a simple sales funnel? Well, that is a very open-ended question because I don't know your business model. I don't know who your clients are and I don't know where they're coming from or what their problems are or where they're going to go on the journey. So I'm hoping that this episode has clarified some of that for you by helping you to um, identify, you know, that customer journey map for your people, where they could be coming in from, where they could go on the journey and how to ultimately get them to the finish line. And so if you have enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to go over to iTunes or your favorite um, podcast player and leave me a review and share it with a friend. Um, Your reviews and your feedback are so important to me and I appreciate every single one of you that turns it tunes in every week. So I thank you for being here and I would love it if you would share it with somebody else um, that would find it meaningful as well. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week and I will be back next week with another episode of the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. Take care, be well, see you soon. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries, we've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode you can find over at alisaconner.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast. Looking forward to seeing you next week.